When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Okay, we don't have a name for this, but we're going to come up with one because there are a lot of things that happen, little things maybe they were said during press conferences or little developments that are coming after the fact that I want to get your impressions of because, as we said, we look through the Chicago prism and you wonder if it could at all affect the Bears. So let's start with this. Daniel Jones stunk against (laughs) the Eagles. The, The Giants barely showed up and in getting beaten 38 to seven, it raised some doubts about what kind of season they had after all. Last week, we're singing the praises of Brian Dable. This week, New Yorkers are wondering what exactly they had in this first year of success. Now that is typical New York to me, a little bit of an overreaction, but Daniel Jones, after going 15 to 27, 135 yards, 53.8 passer rating. If he moves on, first of all, will he move on? And is him possibly moving on have any impact potentially on whether or not another team might be looking at the number one overall draft pick and you add another team to the mix of potential suitors who could possibly make a deal with the Bears? Well, I've gotten a sense from folks up in New York that there is a hope that they can take what was an encouraging year by Daniel Jones before this weekend and get him back on a deal that makes sense for both sides. Short term, you don't need to sign him to a nine-year contract, 10-year contract, but but bring him back on something that makes sense and, and try to see what you can get out of that ongoing relationship with Brian Dable. Is Daniel Jones built strong enough psychologically to be a bridge guy if you decide to do that and then you go draft a young player to develop i don't know it's it's another again the nfc is in such flux with with teams that that kind of sort of have answers at quarterback but kind of sort of don't and this is another one that you're right if, if they decide to go in a different direction what does that look like and and then what are their options for maneuvering? Um, and so, listen, before we finish this episode, remind me to give you my domino effect uh, proposition for you that we can talk through at the end that relates to the playoffs. But I, it's it's a fascinating question, David, because there's going to be so much quarterback movement. And now the question is, is which teams move for veterans? Which teams want the rookies? Which teams are are, are kind of caught in the middle and don't know what to do? And you've got, you know, the Daniel Joneses, the Derek Carrs, the, you know, guys that'll be changing scenery, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you oh, know, they, I got the, more. Oh, yeah, yeah I got I, more, I, Dan. Yeah, I, let me not step uh, step in your path then. We digress. But uh, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm Joe Shane, I think Daniel Jones, you got to keep him. You got you to gotta build up the continuity and give Brian Dable a chance to prove he's as smart as everybody thinks he is. And the fact that he can build off of this what could be a coach of the year rookie season in New York. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers, Adam Schefter, who doesn't really throw things around lightly. He is the NFL's, you know, he's an NFL insider who does it as well as anybody. He mentioned that there's a quote, real possibility 
that Aaron Rodgers will be traded by the Packers. Now, I wonder this, not just about the ramifications, because as you as you point out, you're right. The, another team moving on from a quarterback or another veteran quarterback landing somewhere uh, on a team that doesn't that needs one now and might not need one if they get him because the Packers might be moving to Jordan Love. How does that get out there, Dan? Because I don't think that Aaron Rodgers has as much to gain from being traded as much as the Packers do because you can't let him retire and potentially get nothing in return, which they might be looking at next year if they has one more year and then retires. This is the offseason for them to get something back if indeed Aaron Rodgers is going to not finish his career as a Packer. Well, I think he's got $110 million left on uh, on that contract that somebody's going to have to be willing to take on or convince the Packers that they should swallow a chunk of it and, and help out. Um, how does it get out there? It's the most fascinating question because there's two possible ways. It's either the Packers wanting to let the rest of the league know, hey, we're open for business. If you got any offers, give us a ring. Uh, the Goot is, is on the other line waiting for your call. and He, he wants to hear the, the, the highest possible offer. The other possibility is that Aaron Rodgers simply wants to change the scenery and, and he and his camp want to, uh, you know, get in a, a scenario where they let other teams know, hey, if you want me, call, call my employer and see if they'll if they'll budge and, and, and let me roll. Obviously, it was a disappointing 2022 for the Packers. And I think they saw that, OK, this thing is uh headed down a path that we didn't expect it to get to this quickly. And now you have to sort of make difficult decisions and look like I, I tell Packers fans all the time that say oh it's t- good riddance it's time to move on let's flip the page from Aaron Rodgers just like be careful what you wish for because the idea that Jordan Love is just going to be a difference making starter is uh, you know again it's like betting green on the roulette wheel and and you don't know that you certainly odds are against that being the case and and so if you get caught in a 25 year span where you can't solidify that position you're going to see what the other side of the world experienced for the last 30 years while you had Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, playoff berth, playoff berth, division championship, playoff berth, conference championship bid, et cetera. Um, that way, listen, it's off-season drama with Rodgers is, is predictable. It's always compelling. It's always fascinating. And we'll wait for a resolution. What happens if he goes out for a reunion with the, Devontae Adams in Vegas? And then the Packers. See, <laughs> I, I don't think that makes as much sense to me because that team is not on the cusp of anything except for maybe falling apart a little bit more. I, I look at a team like the Jets adding a quarterback, or maybe if Daniel Jones moves on, the Giants adding a quarterback. New York would be perfect for Aaron Rodgers. He loves the stage. He's a football diva. He'd be great off Broadway. (laughs) So I I think that would be possible. And as Adam Studzinski, our ace producer, points out, there's an enormous amount of a dead dead cap space or a dead cap hit this year. I've seen it reported a big range of reports, Dan. I'm not quite sure what that number is everywhere from 99 million to 52 million. It's, it's a big number and I don't know how realistic it is for a team to add it, but that rumor didn't get out there accidentally. No. And, and look, if you're the Packers and you make that deal, you're punting on 2023. You're, you're, you have officially shifted gears into a, a future realm because you're not going to be able to compete with however much dead cap money is there. And, and you're obviously subtracting a four-time MVP from your roster. So uh, those are tough decisions, but that's why the goot is in that chair and we'll see what the goot does. Well, and at some point though, <laughs> you've got to move on from Aaron Rodgers, and you've got to be willing to get what you can 
and maybe it is uh, several draft picks and you're in a position where you can absorb some of that that and i i don't know it's just something that when you see these reports surface and this won't be the last one because the next one tom brady apparently told teammates in tampa that if he comes back and plays it won't be in tampa bay with the buccaneers it will be somewhere else so i gotta wonder you've got some changes with the new offense coordinator in tampa you they're going to be one of those teams that would be compelled perhaps to move up to the top five to, to start over with a rookie quarterback. Yeah, and, and that's what you want if you're Ryan Poles. You want a whole long list of suitors that are coming to you with different propositions, and you're able to say, hey, we got this call yesterday. This is what they offered. What do you got today? And then you just play this out over the course of weeks and months until you get a deal that makes absolute perfect sense for you. Um Look, like I, I, it's 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 a great position to be in if you're the Bears. Obviously, you wouldn't want to be in that position with a three and fourteen record and a roster with as many holes as the Bears have. But given where they are, you can't ask for a better situation in January, February, March, and April than than what Ryan Poles has to do because he's got an opportunity now to make a lot of moves. Um, you know, the Brady thing. It's like this is it, it's asinine that we're still talking about this. Tom Brady is my age, and like we were at a point eight years ago where we're like he's got to be on his last legs. And I, he said it for his 46th birthday, right? And, and and we're still we're still talking about him starting at quarterback in the NFL. It, like it blows your mind when you take even a half breath to back up and go, you know, at some point he's just got to say that's it, I'm done, like enough. Uh, but it doesn't seem like it's headed that direction. Well, I know, and that's why we, you you watch it closely because if you're the Bears at number one overall in the draft position, and you are staring at possibly the Colts at number four, making a deal because they want a quarterback. Chris Ballard is, is kind of, <laughs> this is his, his hobby is collecting former uh, great quarterbacks and seeing how, if they have anything left, he very easily could be the guy you could envision signing Tom Brady, trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers, adding Derek Carr, whatever the case may be. Chris Ballard at four might surprise everybody, disappoint some people in Indy by not going for the rookie and just adding the veteran and repeating history. And we don't know who their coach is going to be yet. So we don't right. know how inclined that coach will be to either want to go young or stay competitive. So that's why all these possibilities have, if you look at it, it, it through the Chicago prism, we should get a Chicago prism, then, yeah. um, then actually – it does make sense to consider all possibilities. There was a time not that long ago where where quarterback movement in the offseason was not what it is now. But we've entered in the last two or three years, you know, big names, changing cities, changing teams. It's become the norm and, and it's become fascinating and it allows for a lot of debate in situations like this until the dominoes finally settle. I mean, last year was another year where it was like all of a sudden, guys, Russell Wilson's going here, Matt Ryan's going here, Carson Wentz is shooting off there, you know, it just it's it's just become wild and it's going to remain wild uh until teams find their 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 hope and obviously we mentioned in the afc there's a lot more teams that have found their hope than they have than there are in the nfc one more observation quarterback related that just reinforces how how much the draft has not maybe not changed but just how much we value the draft draft position and draft status if brock purdy were a second-round draft pick from Iowa State and plugged into the 49er offense and doing what he has done, I think we would be viewing what he has done a lot differently. As it is, we appreciate it, we celebrate it, but there's always in the back, well, you know, he was Mr. Irrelevant. 
He was drafted in the seventh round. Did you see that quick slant was a little bit to the right? And, you know, you don't want to throw to the numbers because he can't make that throw yet. I know that. He still, he is Mr. Irrelevant, but he's having a huge impact on these playoffs. And I think Brock Purdy is one victory away <laughs> from taking his team to the Super Bowl and being the most doubted starting quarterback in the Super Bowl since Rex Grossman. Now, we know that didn't end well, but I'm just saying that Brock Purdy, to me, deserves at least your respect, our respect for being able to manage his anxiety to clear that low bar but the bar is even lower because of where he was drafted. Had he been a second rounder, we'd be talking about him as a future franchise quarterback. I hung on to the hope for Rex Grossman much longer than I should have. I, I, I mean, like Rex made a throw in that playoff win over the Seahawks in overtime that was like, okay, all right. Played pretty well against the Saints in the NFC Championship game. And you thought, okay, like for all the ups and downs that this guy's been through, he's going to go uh, with, with a defense that can help him on a, on a big stage with a chance. I always wondered if he didn't throw that, that pick six and had taken the Bears down instead for a score on that drive, how much different everything would have been for his career for the Chicago Bears. Now, listen, Rex went on to multiple stops and, and didn't, clear the hurdles that, that people in Chicago wanted him to clear. And so it wasn't like, okay, you know, it was just waiting in there to be tapped into and they never got to it. It just, it, it wasn't there. But I bring that up just to say that there, there are, you know, life comes at you fast and it didn't take uh, Rex Grossman very long to go from being the starter of a Super Bowl team to being benched permanently and then coming back in for a couple starts a few years down the road. But it, you know, like, a year from now, we may be having a totally different conversation about Brock Purdy. We don't know where this thing's going to head. It's going to be fascinating to watch how he plays this weekend in a really, really good game against an Eagles defense that I think has established itself as pretty damn imposing at this point. Um, and so we'll see. You know, but like I can't even hear Rex's name without going back into that that sort of dream world of of 2006. And 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 for the Bears, it's the last time that they were truly, really, really, really good and you're just like man that's an eternity ago and so many things come at you quick in this league i only bring him up because number one the similarities in the fact that he's more of a passenger as as pretty yeah. is on, on this team but played well like pe people people knock i mean that nfc championship game you were there you watched it well. yeah, yeah no doubt about it also, he was given more chances and higher expectations because of his draft status. He was a first-round draft pick. You know, Brock Purdy was the last guy taken. So, yeah, you're right. It takes a little bit more time before we know what we have or what the 49ers have in Purdy. But it, it has been fun for me to watch because he made a couple big throws. And, sure, George Kittle helped him yeah. out with a great catch. But that's always going to happen with any quarterback in any game. Well, let's also just talk about what the 49ers got when they threw their chips in on Christian McCaffrey in October, you know, and what the, the difference that that dude has made in that offense to take an already solid offense up a level. I don't think they've lost since they've gotten him, right? I don't think that, I think that they're undefeated since that trade went off. And that's a, that's a bold trade to make at that time of year. And it's obviously paid dividends for, uh, for, for John Lynch. And they're going against an Eagles team that added some pieces on the, on their defensive interior and in front seven at the trade deadline. You wonder if it will affect how teams view the trade deadline moving forward.